0: Welcome to Get to Gnosis, a podcast brought to you by the Gnosis Builders team. Get to Gnosis explores Web3 topics in a bite sized way while showcasing the best of the Gnosis chain ecosystem. I'm your host, Chantelle Awomoyi, and I'm excited to bring you the latest insights, expert opinions, and discussions on all things blockchain. In this episode, we'll be diving into the world of consumer apps on the blockchain, financial literacy, and dollar-cost averaging, with Neil and Venki, the founders of Stackly. In a nutshell, Stackly is a, se- is a simple self-custodial DCA tool that will use the COW protocol to place recurring buys at a set frequency. So welcome to the podcast, Neil and Venki. This is my first time having two guests on.
1: Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey.
2: How are you all doing? Thanks for for having us, Chantel, and the Gnosis Builders ecosystem.
0: Yeah, and I just had to say a quick congratulations to you, Neil, because I know that you won at ETH Global Paris and it's such a thrilling experience.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, that was unexpected, but by all means, I'm very grateful to be able to live that experience.
0: It's two in a row now, having. Another project on the podcast that is built natively on Gnosis Chain, so Gnosis is your first home. I know that there's a lot of history behind your team. So I'd love to kind of dive into that first.
2: Exactly. is being built by the Swapper team. Swapper is MetStex and aggregator that was created by DXL like two, two and a half years ago. There was a proposal to close the Exile, fucking
1: was it March, Benke? I think it was around March, April, yeah. Yeah.
2: So after the DXL closure, we were the part of the team building Swapper, and we got some, some funding from exile from to to keep the projects alive. Yeah, that's the history behind the Swapper team that actually now is building Stackly as well.
0: Interesting. I'm curious to know, are you still continuing Swapper? We How are. Did... Okay.
2: We. The team is working on, on, on both products currently maintaining swapper book fixing and things, but there is a lot of exciting ideas that's going to come on the next month. Currently, right now we are fully focusing on SACLI, despite mm-hmm. like book fixing, but yeah, there is a lot of talks and, and some works behind the scenes for, for swapper.
0: Oh, this is so cool. I, I love it. Like when projects spin out like a sister project or another project, because you've really been thinking about your problem space. Before we dive into the the main section of the podcast, I think it's important for us to level the playing field for any listeners that are new to the space. And Stackly is centered around uh, this thing called dollar cost averaging, which mm-hmm. is actually a popular investment strategy. And you guys are really mm-hmm. leveraging this effectively. But I was wondering if um, you could elaborate on the advantages of using. A dollar cost averaging strategy, especially
2: So dollar cost average is a very, very old strategy that comes from the old stock market days. So you can apply it for anything you wanna you're gonna buy in in parts. So essentially how it works is let's say you have ten thousand dollars now and you want to buy GNO. So Instead of going to the market to, to, to swap it, for example, and exchange in 10,000 USDC for, for GNO, what you really don't know, like the GNO is at the price X right now. So you really don't know if tomorrow is going to fall 10% or it's going to go up 10% because you, you cannot time the market effectively. A better strategy, especially for long-term holding, would be to average your price across a certain period of time. So instead of buying $10,000 right now and having the risk of buying at a peak and then tomorrow is down 10, 20, 30%, what you can do is set up again, a range of time, let's say, I don't know, two months. This is just an example. You can say time. Let's say for the next two months, I'm going to buy GNO every day. So I take my ten thousand dollars and I spread the purchases evenly across the next two months at one p.m. every day. So what that's gonna do uh, is I'm gonna go to Swapper or any other exchange and exchange the right amount. I know what's ten thousand divided by sixty, but I like, don't you know. Let's say hundred dollars every day uh, for simplicity. So I'm gonna buy and hundred dollars every day until I get to 10,000. What's going to happen after the, the 12 months is that all the purchases I made, they, they were made at different prices because the price is changing every day or every minute. Well, the price I'm getting, the, the total price is the average price of every purchase I made, which because I didn't buy any particular time in the market, rather than like I spread across a few months, the risks, of buying at a temporary peak are a lot less, and because I'm gonna be holding for medium to long term, statistically it's usually less risky to do it that way. That's essentially DCA, that's the nutshell of of
1: DCA. Thank you. Am I forgetting anything in in my description? No, I think Thank you. you summed it perfectly well. In the tradify world, DCA is a very very popular. Mechanism for traders and uh, long term wealth generators to buy their stocks or mutual funds or anything constantly. So it's a, it's a huge market in the traditional world. In DeFi, it's not so much because of the volatility. And uh, DCA would probably help alleviate all of those.
0: Thank you for giving me the answers to the big question of what is dollar cost averaging? And I agree. I think crypto and like cryptocurrencies are very, very volatile. And sometimes if you FOMO into, you should never FOMO into buying anything, but if you FOMO into buying a token and it's at its peak and then it falls, you feel some type of way about it. So I guess dollar cost averaging is a safer strategy to invest your money.
2: And you have to really think about it, right? Because yeah. it's, I mean, what if you have the proper tools to set it up automatically? Like if you're really trying to time the market and buy at the lows and sell at the peaks, if that's your primary goal, maybe a better strategy to do it. But if you just want to do a purchase and forget about it for so long term. Yeah, I think dollar
0: cost average is the way to go. Also for the record. This is not financial advice and everyone listening should be. Absolutely that, really. no. so, But yeah, I agree. I think it's a good strategy to use if you're just trying to like accumulate a certain asset, a lot of people in the space say, oh, you'll be fine if you just buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. So it's a good strategy for that. But if you're like meme coining around, probably not the best.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Especially like the meme coins, usually just <laughs> they, they get at the peak very quickly and then they, they fall heavily, so yeah, it might not be the best strategy for either meme coins or low liquidity tokens, uh, but for, I don't know, top 10 coins that you really want to hold them or, or a specific token you that's been there for a long time, and really want to hold them. Yeah, it's good.
0: I agree. Another thing that really stood out to me when I was reading through your docs and just doing my episode research was the fact that you guys are a self-custodial solution. So I'd love to dive into that a bit more.
2: Sure. So, I mean, to coverage case average, there are many different ways to do it. You can do it yourself in an, in an exchange, like just go and do the purchases every day, every week, whatever frequency you choose. Then you can go to a centralized exchange. They usually offer tools to do this in an automated way. But As we always say, not your keys, not your coins. Mm -hmm. So if you keep your money in a a centralized exchange, you are exposed to a lot of risks. On on our team, part of our mission is to empower the DeFi ecosystem and let the people own the assets, not us. So Stackly is a self-custodial DeFi solution. And the way it works is... Whenever you create an order that creates a vault that you own, it's your, your address or the address you decided to be the owner. When you create the vault, you have to like send the funds you want to use for the DCA there and you can withdraw those funds at any time. And there is no way in the code where we could take those funds. So Mm -hmm. it's always on your custody and whenever a purchase is made, let's say you are DCA into GNO, the GNO goes uh, streamed directly to your wallet. It doesn't even stay on the vault. It goes to whatever wallets you decided to be.
0: Well, that sounds very safe and secure and efficient. And I think that's something that we value in this space. Having like a fully self-custodial solution does sound perfect. Like you said, not your keys, not your coin. So for everyone listening, if you are currently DCAing, on a centralized exchange or through a centralized player, definitely check out Stackly. I know that you guys, you mentioned that you're leveraging Cal protocol and you've bro- kind of broken down how it works. But I think the interesting piece is automatic orders and how you're facilitating them. How does that piece work as a user?
1: Do you want to take that one? Thank Yeah. So. What, what a user does when he lands into stack these like, he decides how much he wants to swap his tokens for. So let's say that we'll take the same example of xdai to gno for instance. And once we know what frequency the user wants to buy these orders, so let's say that if it is going to be every day, then we set these as timestamps in the contract and, and during these times, there is contract discovery that the solvers use who will yeah, discover what the user is willing to buy and what the user is um, willing to swap for. So in in, in addition to
2: what Ranky is saying, so when you, you place an order, essentially we set like all the orders that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Let's say you set up an order for once a day for the next month, that's 30 orders. So the vault has those 30 orders in the storage. And what we do is there is an event we meet at contract level that the code swap protocol picks up and they know we have those orders set up. So when the mm-hmm. time of that particular order comes up, the code swap relays go, okay, there is a swap that we have to make now. They do all the matching of chain. And once mm-hmm. they, they find a proper match for the purchase uh, at market price, they just execute the swap. They take the gas fees for the transaction. So the the transaction that they make, you are paid for it. they take it from the money on the, on the SWAT, but on Gnosis is super, super, super cheap. And after that, they send the, let's say, if you're DCN into GNO, they send the GNO to whatever wallet you set up uh, first usually the wallet you use to create the order.
0: I know that doing something like this in the past has been very hard, especially when you have to like sign for every transaction. But if you make them all at one time, which is very smart, I never really thought about doing that, then it kind of removes that obstacle and provides a very seamless user experience for anybody that uses Stackly.
2: One of the things we want to solve is to make it very, very easy for the user. So the way it works and what we are really proud of is that you only have to make one transaction. The only transaction you have to make is the setup of the wallet. And because the tokens you DCA into get streamed to your wallet, uh, once the order completely fulfilled, there is nothing else you have to do because the, the ETH or the GNO is already in your wallet. There are other solutions to do DCA on chain. And usually what happens with those is that you have When you create the order, you get like either a token or an NFT that represents your position. This money gets sent to a common pool of, of tokens. They do all the purchases like together. And whenever the, the purchases are made, the tokens still get into the same pool. And then you have to claim them back when it finishes. So that's at least two transactions. Depends on what protocol we are talking about. It could be more, but like. This uh, idea of Stackly being super easy and effortlessly is we try to mimic the experience of a centralized exchange where you only have to set it up and forget. Well, now you can do the same thing by, in a self-custodial way. A
0: lot of the time I think, okay, the user might just be a person, but the user could also be a DAO. So I guess my question is, is Stackly compatible with like multi-sig wallets? Could I use a safe and then DCA from a safe?
2: Yes, you can because it's a fully on chain solution in terms of like how our contracts work. It's just a matter of executing the proper, the right transaction. You could connect your safe to the app right now, and that will absolutely work. But we are trying to make it even easier for DAOs to use us. So part of our, our plan uh, is to develop a safe app. If you ever use a, a safe, when you get into the the dashboard, there is a bunch of apps you can use. I don't know, you can connect to snapshot and it's just a better integration like natively with Safe. So we are going to develop the same thing for Stackly where you don't ever have to leave the Safe app to yeah. create a, a stack of cost tokens for DCA. That's one of the things. And then for all the DAOs that don't use saves and use any other kind of governance system. Is still compatible. We're going to explore where it makes sense to integrate. But even if we don't integrate them, like it's still just a transaction. So, I mean, anyone could just replicate what we do on the front end using our SDK and, and make it compatible. Wow. They, they don't even have to worry for us. It's quite easy.
0: Oh, amazing. On the topic of DAOs, how can they essentially leverage your solution, a Stackly solution? to grow and manage their treasury.
2: Do you want to take that one, Benki? I think you will explain it better than me, the financial side of it.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, the treasury management is usually the treasury managers, they keep uh, rebalancing their portfolios. And if they are willing to rebalance yeah, 10 million of 10 million USD of their treasury, then they, it's going to move the needle a lot in terms of the price. Uh, So it makes sense for them to actually DCA. And whenever the treasury managers or uh, big protocols are rebalancing their treasury, they do it with their own custom built solutions that they try to do high frequency trades where where they would probably place like 20 orders in an hour and then wait for the market to move back to a stable position and then place again another twenty hours within an hour. So at the at the current version of stackly, this is not possible. But then I think we have it in our roadmap where we could we could do high frequency DCA as well, where where it will help the treasury managers to rebalance their portfolio and do it at uh, multiple times in an hour.
0: It sounds like such a useful tool for just a normal person, but then also for like an organization to leverage and grow the value of their digital assets. We talk a lot in this space about banking and how crypto has the potential for financial inclusion. So how does your approach exactly kind of tie in with that, that goal of bringing financial services to more underbanked people?
2: What we are trying to do with DeFi as a whole is to replicate and make uh, better tools for uh, ways to invest and and get tokens that we can truly own instead of like one on the traditional the traditional systems, you really don't own anything. And tools help grow the ecosystem for investors to do it in a way they don't have to sacrifice the custody. It's not just about the custody. We don't ask you for KYC. We don't ask you for your name. We don't care about your credit score, your credit history. You can always use the protocol. And I think that's part of the financial inclusion. That's, I think that applies for Dave, like you, there is no history. You can always create a new address and have a new history if you want.
0: It's so important to kind of keep building with this goal in mind and really having a tool like this because I remember when I first started like investing in stocks and shares this is before I started on my crypto journey and for me the easiest way to do it or the most risk averse way to do it I would say was to just use a dollar cost averaging solution and I think for anyone that's coming into the space and might be confused about what do they buy and kind of what's the safe route to take this is a safer routes to take in terms of investing in crypto.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, a low risk investment. I mean, despite the token you are doing, like in kind of like the, the strategy to acquire those tokens, whatever they could be, is one of the, the safest way. It's not just safer, it's the more like autopilot way. Because yeah. if you are finding the highest yields and trying to get the token at the right price to sell it mm-hmm. know tomorrow at... 5% more, whatever, because you're doing large amounts, it might not be like for you, but if you're just an advanced investor that just wants to like buy, let's say Ethereum for like holding for the next 10 years, that's perfect because you don't have to think about it. Usually if you invest on anything for the next 10 years, you don't really care that much about the price right now. Then that's when like doing an auto pile of purchases across two, three, six months, It's going to be better. Again, on the financial inclusion side, I'm from Argentina. I come from from South America. And crypto is quite popular there because it allows you to escape government inflation in many ways. It's quite hard to acquire dollars and the government puts a lot of restrictions. So what people do is whenever they get their salary every month, they go and purchase uh, cryptocurrencies. I know a lot of people that do this like every month. What we are trying to evolve stackly to is that currently you, you have to like deposit the full amounts that you want. Let's say you want to DCA $10,000, you yeah. have to put like the full amount right now. Well, like thinking on more like emerging markets or like people that live month to month with their salaries, but have something spare to do to acquire these tokens. What they do is they actually dollar cost average like every month uh, mm-hmm. with their salary. So what we are trying to evolve the next version of Stackly to is to be able to set a vault, let's say I don't know, for a year where you don't have to deposit the full amount. So let's say you want a DCA, I don't know, ten dollars a day, but you don't have the full amount to do it for the next year. So you set up the vault for a year, buying it every day, dollars every day, but every month. You send more tokens to the vault. So as long as there is enough balance to do the next purchase, everything is fine. That way we can enable this same tool for the people that may not have the full amount of money to put in a vault beforehand and give them the the same tools that we have. But I think that's part of financial inclusion as well.
0: Yeah, because for sure that way you're lowering the financial barrier to entry because people can kind of just top up their vaults as they go and make sure that these recurring buy orders can take place.
2: Yeah. I mean, and the, the, there is no downside because the worst that can happen is just the vault runs out of money if you cannot put money on it. And it's yeah. not that we are going to take your money away. You still have the tokens you up until that time.
0: You guys are really solving a real problem but also providing a very useful tool for people that just don't really know about this investment strategy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start using Stackly like today. Let me, yeah. let me DCA. Of course, of course. Before we wrap up our conversation, on this podcast, we love to get some insight into what's coming next. So I was wondering if you could give us a glimpse into the future of Stackly, if there's any more exciting developments or features that you can disclose to us on the podcast
2: i think there is a little bit more that Becky can can talk about about you know conditional orders for example
1: so currently stackly is only on gnosis chain under closed beta and yeah the next step is for us to deploy it on mainnet and then we have also discussed about having this in the safe app so that would be another and then we are investigating how to do topping up of a vault so these three are some things that we want to prioritize for now apart from that we also want to try to do a conditional dca so for instance when we deploy to mainnet and then there are periods of time where the gas fees is is like 700 gray sometimes and then we do not want people to be making a swap at that gas prices so we are also trying to see if it is possible to check if the gas price is less than 40, for instance and then proceed to do a DCA or do a DCA only if the price of GNO is under130 dollars things like that so that so that you add a kind of condition towards every, every order that you that you place. We're also trying to see if we could work with that.
0: I actually was speaking to a team the other day that built a project where you can send transactions on Ethereum but pay gas on gnosis chain. Maybe that will be useful to you guys. I'll see if I can oh, connect you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's really cool, actually. Never thought about yeah.
1: right
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were a hackathon team. And I will remember the name and I will connect you because they figured out a way to, to do it, which is highly technical. And I'm sure that you guys yeah. can understand a lot more than I do. Great.
2: That's,
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I also have a question. Do you, do you think you guys will come out with your own, like, mobile application or... Do you have a mobile application right now, or is it like a web, like a web-based application?
2: We we don't have a mobile application right now. Although you can always use it exactly from the browser. I mean, it's responsive enough, like the web app. If you open it mm-hmm. on the browser, it will just show up nicely. I think the hardest part of like mobile development is like the UX to actually make the connection to the wallet is not the best right now. I think that's one of the hardest challenges. But it's definitely possible. I used it like a lot from my phone already and I can tell it works nicely. There is a new version of the front end coming up quite soon with the new branding and, and a lot better UX that will work a lot uh, nicer on the phone as well. But yeah, you can still use it, no problem.
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode of Get to We hope you've enjoyed our deep dive into dollar cost averaging financial inclusion, and personal finance. As always, we aim to make complex topics in the Web3 space more accessible to all listeners, and we hope that we've achieved this today. We encourage you to keep exploring the Gnosis ecosystem and all that it has to offer, and we look forward to bringing you more exciting content in the future. Don't forget to subscribe to Get to Gnosis and follow us and Stackly on social media. All of our links are in the description. Welcome to Get to Gnosis, a podcast brought to you by the Gnosis Builders team. Get to Gnosis explores Web3 topics in a bite-sized way while showcasing the best of the Gnosis chain ecosystem. I'm your host, Chantelle Awomoyi, and I'm excited to bring you the latest insights, expert opinions, and discussions on all things blockchain.